Breaking a lease comes with its own complications and challenges, yet there are ways you can do it without having to pay out the term of your lease. Today, we're going to talk about what you need to know when breaking a lease. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Real Estate Right is a podcast that broadens your real estate knowledge, builds your confidence and gets you excited about growing your wealth through property. We get the experts in so you know exactly what you need to do to get your real estate right. Check out our catalogue of episodes now at realestateright.com.au or wherever you get your podcasts. Sophie Lyon from Jealous Cray Burundara is the best in the business when it comes to property management in Victoria. A director of the REIV, a trainer in the Residential Tenancies Act, and an all-round great person. Welcome, Sophie. How are you today? I'm extremely well, Sue. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks for coming back on. My pleasure. How has lockdown six been different to that of last year in terms of property management? Hasn't been as hysterical, I've got to say, yeah. because we haven't been going through the whole thing of, um, you know, trying to operate in lockdown, which was an entirely new environment. Plus, we were trying to learn new legislation. Yeah. Plus, we had people in all kinds of dire straits financially, um, and everyone was trying to navigate through all of this at the same time. And um, so, yeah, I think I think this time it's a little bit. It's kind of, it's not unusual. It's just, yeah. you know, it's it's almost, I hesitate to use the word normal, but. Um, it's Groundhog Day, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, but I, I have found that most people are fairly stoic about it. Mm. It's just, oh, yeah, it is what it is. I think I, I hear that all the time at the moment. Um, but, yeah. The coping it's, it's, strategy, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. I think everyone's just gone, well, you know what? We're in it and we just all have to make the best of it um, until such time as, you know, we've all gone down that path that they want us to go down and I'm not going to get political so I won't say it. Um, And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully come out of it at some point. Yep. Soon. 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 Yes. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're getting to that hysterical laugh stage, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. I think so. <laughs> Let's try and just scan the uh, hysterical laughter and not scare people listening yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> now, today's topic is about breaking leases. What you give me all the good ones. I do, don't I? Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> what is actually breaking a lease? Uh, okay, so so breaking a lease is basically early termination. Um, so it's it's early termination, which is um, at the at the discretion or the decision of the renter, um, and they have decided that for whatever reasons they do not want to remain in the property, even though they're still in a fixed term agreement, um, and so therefore the early termination of the lease has to be worked out on you know by both parties really. Yeah, fair enough. Now. Can both a tenant and a landlord break a lease? Oh, do you know, it's kind of a long answer. The, the, the short answer with the tenant is yes. Yes. Tenants can break the lease anytime they like. So, you know, they can wake up on a Thursday and decide they don't want to 
be in the property anymore, get in contact with us and say, okay, this is our decision. Um, and there's nothing that we can do to um, prevent them from choosing to vacate the property before the end of their lease agreement. Yeah. On the flip side, with an owner, there actually isn't any provisions for the owner to break a lease as such. The only the only early termination that a landlord can bring in is if a tenant is in breach of some kind of duty provision, um, so fails to pay their rent or they're aggressive to another um, to a neighbour or something like that. They're damaging the property. There are reasons to give notice to vacate. But as far as the owner being able to ring us up and say, listen, my circumstances have changed, I need the tenant to move out, there's no provision within the Residential Tenancies Act for us to do that. Okay. So, for instance, if I kick my partner out and say, look, you know, you need to go live at the uh, rental property, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he can't do that. Mm-hmm. No. Until the- not if you've got a fixed-term tenancy in place. No. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not going to happen then. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're stuck with him for a bit longer. Oh, all good. Um, now, if a tenant wants to break a lease, what do they need to consider in regards to, say, extra costs? Uh, okay, so the, the good thing about the changes to the Residential Tenancies Act is this is now actually in the Act, whereas before it was just um, it was in the annotated act and it was something that we all understood, but um, the, there was never anything detailed anywhere that you could point to for a tenant and say, here's what it is. It does now reflect that in the act, which is a lot more um, clear yeah. for tenants who are breaking their lease. So effectively, if you're breaking the lease, what you are required to do is continue paying rent on the property until such time as it's relet or until the lease expires, whichever happens sooner. Okay. Um, and you're also responsible for pro rata costs that the owner has now had to incur earlier than what they would have incurred if you had have stayed the full length of your tenancy agreement. Okay. Um, so that's pro rata advertising um, and a pro rata letting fee. So the easiest way to look at it is if you broke your lease six months into the tenancy, yeah. you would have to pay 50% of the advertising, 50% of the letting fee. Okay. Um, so, and the letting fee is the fee that is applied for the the reletting, not what was paid for you at the beginning of your tenancy. Okay. So that's kind of an important thing to okay. understand the difference between because if the market has moved um, and we as the agent managed to get $50 more, then the percentage letting fee is actually going to be higher than what you paid when what the owner paid when you moved in. Yeah. Vice versa, if the rent is lower, it's a lower letting fee. Okay. So, also, and so we also have to pay the rent up until it's released. That's right. Until it's relet or until the lease expires. Okay. So, for instance, if the agent can't get anybody in for another two months, mm-hmm. you know, you've still got to find that. The expectation is, well, exactly, because the expectation is that you're in a contract yeah. And so you're contractually obligated to pay rent on the property um, until your your contract comes to an end. Um, So whether it comes to an end because it just runs out or whether it comes to an end because we get another tenant in, um, then, but we can't can't get double rent on a property. We've never been able to do that. Um, So the owner can't say, well, I want you to continue paying rent for the balance of your contract, but I've got another tenant over here who's going to come in and they're going to start paying me rent as well. We can't do that. That's just unreasonable. But then on the other side, the owner slash 
property manager could be a bit of a meanie and just not bother trying to get the place rented out until the lease is over? Uh, do you know, well, that's that's definitely the view of, um, of the tenants' union. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to think that that's what we're going to do. We're just going to sit on yeah. our hands. I would say the majority, the vast majority of property managers that I have yeah. ever known, um, no yeah. one does that. No one just sits there and goes, well, good, you're, you're paying the rent, I'm just not even going yeah. to bother. Um, we just yeah. don't do it. I just don't think it's in our DNA to do it. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's the, I guess, in the perfect world, that is, that is what would take place. Um, so there's, there's certainly, there's certainly a, more ways to skin mm. a cat. I must admit, I broke a lease when I was young and foolish, um, 12 month lease, three months in, I decided to move in with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was my, me and my partner at the time and an extra person and the extra person just felt that it wasn't his home because we basically brought all the furniture and he had his bedroom and that was it. And uh, he left after two months. We left after three months. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, obviously, you know, legislation wasn't really specific, so we got out of it quite comfortably. I think we only had to pay an extra $1,000 or something, which is... Wasn't too bad, but for a couple of students at the time, it was horrendous. I was going to say, that would have been a lot of money if you were studying. Jeez. Yeah, actually, I think I was working at the age at the time and he was, and my partner was studying. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yes, it, it, it hurt. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm and sure. the other guy disappeared. No one wants to pay double rent on a property and, you know, you've got to find a bond before you've got your bond refunded and... So, yeah, I would definitely advise people to think twice long and hard before you decide to break a lease. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have to, you have to. That, it, yeah. you know, that, that, um, that happens, I understand that. But if it's just because, you know, you don't really like the street or you don't really like your neighbours or your bedroom's too small or something like that, yeah. and you sit down and do your numbers yeah. because it can, you know, it can have an impact for sure. Yeah. But one thing I did forget to say um, is you um, you mentioned time. Yes. Um, now, timing, when you're actually giving um, notice to vacate because you're breaking your lease, there's no time frame. So it's not a 28-day notice or anything oh, like okay. that. Effectively, you can, you can give us like 24 hours a day, 24 hours, seven days, 14 days, whatever it might be. But the critical part of it is we need a date that, you intend to be out of the property because just leaving it open-ended and saying, look, we really don't want to live here anymore. If you manage to find someone who wants to move right. in, um, then we'll move out. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of yeah. let's all just work in together. That that really doesn't work because you always, if you think about it from the other side, if you're a tenant and you're looking for a property, you want to know when that property is available and when you're going to be able to move in. Yeah. So unless you're moving out of home, in which case it's kind of like, you know, doesn't matter if it's a week or two later or anything like that, most people need a date because they need to give a date when they're moving out of their property to be able to move into the other one. Yeah. If as an outgoing tenant you say, look, I, when you find someone, I'll start looking to find something, then they can't find something. You've got someone else ready to go 
And so, do you know what I mean? Sort of the knock-on effect, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't flow very well. Mm. Um, so really, if you if you absolutely decide that you want to be out of the property, you need to fix a date. Yeah. Um, then we can advertise it with that date, um, and you know, hopefully find a tenant that actually meets that date, um, and then things can actually move forward quite well. Yeah. And you don't have to pay the extra rent. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. That's a critical point. It is a critical point. Okay. What are the repercussions of a lease break if it's not handled properly mm-hmm. on future lettings or references? Well, whenever you're renting, obviously you, you move from one agent to the next and you always say, I rented the property through, you know, Woodards for argument's sake where we both started. Um, yep. And so I, as an agent, um, when checking through your references, I'll ring Woodards and say, you know, Sue's applied for a property um, and we would like a reference place. So what we'll do is we'll go through, um, so here is the amount of rent that Sue told us that she was paying. Here's the amount of time she told us she was in the property. Um, did she maintain it well? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all this information that we can then pass on to the owner that helps them make their decision. What what I think as a tenant you, you need to be mindful of is if the um, if you go through a lease break process and you don't, you don't honour your obligations or, you know, you make access difficult or something like that, that information is going to get passed on to me as an agent um, and then I have to pass that information on to the owner. Um, so you completely understand that people do break their lease from time to time and these situations happen. But what you don't want to be saying to your client is that the feedback that I have had is that, um, you know, it was a lease break, it was really difficult, um, they ended up going to VCAT, um, all of those kind of things, because then that, of course, wedges in the owner's brain and they go, oh, this person, maybe they're going to be difficult, maybe they're going to break my lease, oh, no, I think I think maybe I don't want to go there. Um, yeah. So you, you don't want that thought process lodging in an owner's brain if you've gone into a property and you've fallen madly in love with it and want to rent it the rest of your life. And the reason that you don't get it is because you broke a lease two years ago and things didn't go well. Yeah, yes, it's the knock-on effect, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We'll have a short break and come back with more from Sophie Lyon from Jealous Craig Burundara, where we will talk about what can happen after you've decided to break a lease. Now, you're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking to the delightful Sophie Lyon from Jealous Craig Burundara about breaking a lease. I like being delightful. It's nice. How common is it for a tenant to break a lease? Uh, oh, look, very. It, it happens quite yeah. regularly for all kinds of different reasons. Um, you know, as, as you said, sometimes it's, um, you know, people move in together and then that doesn't work. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, people have got to move because of their work. Um, there's all kinds of reasons that people break leases. So, yeah, it's quite quite common. Yeah. Okay, cool. How much notice do you have to give if you want to break a lease? Uh, well, 
uh, as I said earlier, there's no fixed term. So it's not like if you want to um, leave at the end of your tenancy, you give 28 days notice and um, yeah. once you're out of your lease agreement and that's the amount of time. But um, in a lease break situation, because you're, it's early termination of the contract, there's really no specific time frame. So if you want to give 28 days, you can. If you want to give 40 days, you can. If you want to um, give us a decent heads up and say, listen, I'm going to have to be out of here in three months because I'm getting transferred for work or whatever it might be. Um, so there's really no hard and fast time frame. The only thing that I will say is that um, the more time that you give the agent to lease the property usually is better um, yeah. because we have more time to try and find the right tenant and, you know, move them into the property um, and, you know, finalise your tenancy and everything kind of, you know, rolls on from there. So ideally, um, you know, you can't say, um, look, I'm moving out on the weekend. Well, you can. But you can. Yeah. You can move out. Yeah. But you're still going to be paying that rent until somebody takes yep. over that. Exactly. Time. And look, you know, sometimes the stars align and, you know, we, we advertise the property and there's someone who's like, oh, my God, that's great. I need to move into something like straight away. They apply, yep. the owner accepts them, and it all kind of goes along swimmingly. Um, that does tend to happen. Um, but in situations like we're in at the moment in a lockdown, breaking a lease in a lockdown and us reletting the property is is difficult at best. Um, so in that in that lead up time, what I, I would say, and especially if we're looking in a lockdown scenario, the the more you work in with the agent, the the better it's gonna be. So um, you know, when we can do inspections, make make the property available for inspections, make it look really good. Um, you know, that help us make the property attractive for prospective tenants. Um, and in a lockdown situation, um, to be able to help us in situations where um, you can do a walkthrough video. Um, so it makes it easier for tenants to see the property without physically walking in the front door. Um, and if you're available to do a, a FaceTime walkthrough with somebody who's interested in the property, um, because we can't do it, we can't go into the property and do that. Um, so if, if you really want to kind of move the property as quickly as possible and we've got someone who wants to see it. Be helpful. Yeah, no problem at all. I'll take you through on a FaceTime. I'll show you the backyard. I'll show you the, the laundry. I'll show you all of those things that may not necessarily be evident. Um, you know, it's that, that definitely helps. Yeah. So be the salesperson for, you know, how good the place is. Don't tell us about how bad the landlord has treated you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Um, but I agree. Most people look at it and go, well, that's your job as the agent. You know, that's what you get yeah. paid to do. We would be happy to do it. We'd be delighted to go and do an inspection right at the moment, but we legislatively can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not us shirking our responsibilities. It's, you know, we're being told we can't do it. So we're kind of hamstrung. Yeah. Know that feeling. Now, mm -hmm. Sarah from Frankston wants to know if any extra costs can come from the bond or does the rental provider need to give the tenant a breakdown of costs that need to be paid prior, prior to vacating? Okay. So, um, yes, 
the those fees can come from the bond um, if the renter gives us permission to deduct them from the bond. But we can only do that after we've done the final inspection to make sure that there isn't anything else that needs to be covered off by the bond um, so that there isn't any damage or, um, you know, anything along those lines that perhaps needs to be rectified, um, cleaning, things like that, that the tenant might go, you know what, just take it out of the bond. The bond may not be sufficient to cover all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, we absolutely have to provide the breakdown of what the costs will be. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of cases, well, until the property is relet, we can't give you a definitive answer as to how much the rent is going to be or how much the pro rata um, letting fee is going to be um, because we don't know what the time frame is. Yeah. But for instance, if you gave two na- two months notice um, mm-hmm. and you had four months left on your tenancy, so mm-hmm. obviously the pro rata would be a third of the year, mm-hmm. yeah? Yep. Um, and, you know, and it's still another month or so, let's say another month, or just, just for round figures, another month it yep. takes to lease the property. So all of a sudden our one third is now, um, so six, four, um, we're nine months. We're two. We're three quarters. It's a quarter. We're, sorry, a quarter. Be one quarter. Be one, quarter. <laughs> one quarter. So you do it all. So we went from one third to one quarter. Yeah, we um, moved to one. Yeah, time. but then you've also you've also had to pay the rent for that period as well. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? So sort of you you might win here, but then you lose might it. lose on the yeah. other side. Yeah. Um, the the other probably important thing to to note as well is that you can try and negotiate with the client to be released from the tenancy ahead of time. So um, if you were six months into a lease agreement for argument's sake, you could make an approach to the owner and say, listen, we're in a situation where we need to move out. What we're happy to do is pay two months rent as compensation to cover all your costs regardless of what happens. You sign off and then you let us go. So if the, if the property takes three months to lease, hmm. then you're not expected to pay anything beyond the end of that two months, two months rent period. Um, sometimes that can be uh, an option for yeah. people if they just like, I don't want to leave this hanging, I just want out. Um, the problem is some, it's the hanging part. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and some clients will take that. Some clients will go, okay, yep, I'm, I'm happy to take that risk. Well, yeah, so it's the the other thing that you can do is if you are breaking your lease um, two months prior to the end of your tenancy, mm. if you pay the rent up to the last day of your lease agreement, then there's no pro rata letting pay, no pro rata advertising because by paying up to the end of your tenancy, you've seen your tenancy out regardless of whether you stay in the property or not. Yeah, so no letting so, fees, no. no advertising. No, that's exactly right. And if we relet the property prior... So if we let the property two weeks before what was supposed to be the end of your lease agreement, you then get that rent back. Yeah. Oh, so there could be some money in your pocket back. Hmm. Could well be. Could well be. A refund. Refund, yay. Nice Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do you do most lease breaks end up in VCAT? Um, no. No? Okay, well, that's good. No, some, some do, most yeah. definitely. Um, But, look, most times people understand the process. Um, You know, 
if you've got a good agent, they will explain it all to you and what the outcome is going to be, um, you know, what the outcome could be, I should say. Um, and then the communication is really important all the way through as well. So as agents saying to you, listen, Sue, we've not had any interest in the property, um, you know, we just want to let you know. Yeah. So, you know, it, as long as that communication is there, then you know where you stand. Um, And you you generally know anyway, because if you're living in the property, there hasn't been anyone through or whatever might be. Um, If you've moved out, it's a little bit more difficult, but um, you just need to make sure that, you know, you're staying in contact with your agent and they're staying in contact with you around what's happening and how it's going. Mm -hmm. Um, You also do have the option as a tenant to say, listen, we think that if you dropped the rent by $10 a week or $15 a week, that might have a better impact on the market and you might be able to get somebody in. Bear in mind with that, though, is if you have six months left of the lease to go, um, you then have to make up the difference of that six months Uh. for the owner. So if you reduce it by um, by $10 a week, we managed to get a tenant in, yeah. then that's $260 that you're expected to pay the owner. Yeah, because you broke your lease. Because you broke the lease and we had to um, lease the property at a lower rent. Oh, tricky. Mm. This is actually, this is why I said to you, it's kind of a big topic because there's a lot of, there's lots of, there's a lot of sort of nuances in there. Yeah. And it's, it's very much around... You know, I would say open negotiation is probably the easiest way to explain it. It's kind of like, you know, we really want to get the property let. What have we got to do to get the property let? What's it going to cost us? You know, are we better to to take the gamble and just pay our way out of it? Do we want to wait and see what happens? Yeah. But the the critical part for the agent, of course, is that we do have to be active in trying to find a tenant for you. So we've got to get the property advertised quickly. We've got to try and mitigate the loss of both the landlord and the tenant yeah. or the renter and the rental provider. Um, so, yeah, it, that's there, there is a lot on, on us to make sure that we're doing the right thing and we're communicating properly. Um, but everyone kind of needs to work in together to get the best outcome, really. Yeah. Yes. Now, last thing. How about intra-lease breaks? Say, oh yeah, my good old you know partner and I are deciding to break up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm talking about breaking up with him all the time. I'm <laughs> person. I would never break up with him. Um, why don't we just say you and your best friend have a fallout? Okay, and, yeah, my best friend know. have a fallout, and uh, I love the place and I want to stay there, but she's like, oh, I can't live under the same roof with you anymore. Mm-hmm. What happens? <sighs> when one person wants to leave the share house and the other one wants to stay, but I can't afford it. I can't afford the whole thing myself. Oh, dear me. So it, this is where it actually gets a bit messy, can yeah. I say, because intra-tenancy disputes, which is what this is known as, are not covered under residential tenancies because residential tenancies only covers the relationship between the tenant and the landlord. Yeah. Um, so there is nothing anywhere that covers this. Okay. So basically what it is is it's it's the arrangement between um, between you and your fellow renter as to what you want to do at that point. Yeah. Even as agents, we really can't get involved because we work for the owner, we represent the owner, and this is something that is outside the relationship between the renter and the owner. Um, you are, if both of you are on the lease, though, ask, ask. you're, yeah, you're <laughs> severally and, and jointly responsible. So if your friend moves out and refuses to pay the rent and you want to stay in the property and you can only pay half the rent, then you're falling into arrears 
And when we approach you for the arrears, you can't say, that's not me, that's my friend, because it's you're both in it together. Yeah. So this is where, you know, if if um, arrears start to happen um, and, uh, you know, it goes down that slide of, you know, applications to VCAT and things, you might be doing the right thing on your side. It might be your friend who's let you down, yeah. but it's still going to be but your friends on your head. Anyway. You've got to understand that. Yeah, and you exactly. You can't say to your friend, well, find me somebody else to replace you because they're going to say, oh, you're horrible to live with. I don't want to even, <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, you, you can do that. You can make that deal with your friend or you can say to your friend, well, you know, if you pay the next two months' rent, then I'm happy to, to let you go. Um, it's all complete open negotiation in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, in a lot of cases, people do call the agent up and say, well, you know, I want to move out. My friend won't let me out. What are you going to do about it? So, well, there's actually nothing we can mm. do about it. You need to make that agreement between yourselves. Um, and we quite often get a notice to vacate from one person because they're moving out, but the other person's staying on. Like, well, if they don't agree to allowing you out of the lease agreement, then there's, there's nothing that we can really do in that respect. Mm. So it really is about, again, making sure that you set yourself up properly in those kind of situations. And But you could try and find someone else to move in and and that's actually good segue because in a um in a lease break situation if you want to try and and reduce your expenditure you can try and find someone to take over the tenancy for you um and they can take over the balance of your tenancy you can do an assignment most definitely but they have to be accepted by the owner um, so they have to be in a position to be able to pay the rent. They have to be in a position. So they have to go through the same process that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. So they've got to apply for the property. They've got to, but, you know, but give us about, 100 points of ID and all kinds of things. But how about if you just did it as a share? Like, okay, I'm you peg one person's name off. You're the main person. Can't you just say, look, I've got my friend, you know, Sophie turning up and she's going to live with me and I'll charge her, you know, 300 bucks a week instead of the 250 but. You know, she has to pay the, yeah, that's part of her utilities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can. You can do that. If you stay on the lease um, as the remaining renter, so your best friend's names come off and you get another friend to move in with you and it's just in your name, you can do that most definitely. But then 100% of the responsibility is on you. Yeah. Um, but also we still need to know who that person is that's moving into the property. Um, So even if you say, look, they're not going to be on the lease, I'm taking responsibility for the rent 100%. This person's just in here. You know, they're just coming in to stay with me for the balance of the tenancy for the next three months so I don't have to break my lease. Um, You can do that. We can't stop you from doing that. But we need to know who this person is because in the event that, um, you know, something diabolical happens, we kind of need to know who the person is that's in the property. Um, So, you know, if if for no other reason than just identification purposes, we, you know, we need to know. Yeah, fair enough. You know, the new boyfriend's moved in. That's fun. He only comes in every three, four days. I'll make him, I'll charge him rent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Does your partner listen to these? This is hilarious. (laughs) I'm throwing him out. You've already got the new boyfriend moving in. It's all going on. 
Oh, I'm just doing hypotheticals, putting myself in this person. <laughs> I, I think we're back in hysterical laughter camp as well. Which <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's all good. Um, now, is there anything else that we need to think about when breaking a lease? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we've we've pretty much covered it, I think, off the top of my head. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, Working together, Working really. Together. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like anything. The more the more amenable you are, and the the, you know, the the more you try and and work with everybody, the easier it is to to come out the other side with some kind of a favourable outcome yeah. for everybody. And that's what you want in the end, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Thanks again, Sophie, for your wealth of expertise and black and white explanations. Um, always a pleasure having <laughs> you on our podcast. Thanks, Sue. Thank you very much. It was lovely to chat to you. Yeah, same here. Now, how can our listeners get in contact with you? Uh, they can call me my office number, which actually does go to my mobile anyway, is um, 9810-5053. Um, or they can find me at Jealous Craig in um, Burwood Road in Hawthorne when I'm in the office, that yeah. is. Otherwise, they can find me in my study in Glenaris. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again, Sophie. And we will have all your details in our show notes and through our social media. Now, Thank you, Sue. Thanks. Now, next week we have our 100th episode. Yay. Um, Yay. Yes, we have the ever-charismatic Frank Flantic from Advantage Property Consulting giving us his top 10 do's when it comes to investing. He also has some VIP tickets to the block for a family to come check out the houses in Hampton, and we will throw in a bottle of bubbles to celebrate our 100th episode. So you've got to listen to Frank's episode to have a chance to win some bubbles. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right. Right.